Hi, and welcome to the Conscious Connections podcast with me, your host, Katie Farrell, creating a place for mind, body, and spiritual growth for today's women through inspiration, knowledge, and conversation. Hi, and welcome to this latest episode of my podcast, Conscious Connections, with me, Katie Farrell. And I'm really excited to share the conversation I'm having today with spiritual sales coach, Melina Abbott. I first met Melina last year after connecting online via a mutual love of blogging. I loved how Melina's style of selling really wasn't salesy at all, about as far from secondhand car dealers as you can get. And the fact that she works primarily in the transformation space, like myself, I had to get in touch. Like many whose business and passion is in helping others to make fundamental changes at a very deep level, the thought of selling your services can sometimes feel like a contradiction in terms. Whereas Melina helps you to look at this in a totally different way, so it feels much more authentic and genuine and not icky at all. So I'm really pleased to be able to welcome Melina to the podcast today to share with us her own transformational journey that brought her to where she is today sharing her unique gifts with the world. So um, let's welcome Melina here. Hi, Melina. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. This is this is my first podcast, so it's delightful to be here. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I'm so, so pleased and honoured that um, I'm your first um, interview and podcast. So thank you, and you're so welcome. It's great to have you here. And... Um, what I'd like to do is just um, for you to introduce yourself to to the listeners. Um, so you're a spiritual sales coach, aren't you? Yes. And um, when you it's, I, I introduce myself as either a sales coach, but there's a spiritual aspect to the um, the teaching of sales that I do. Um, so I've just devised a sacred selling system to support people selling transformation, because I think selling transformation is very different to selling anything else. So it's not like selling washing machines or um, I don't know, like restaurants or anything. It's it's very unique um, and it's very energetic. So people buy based on what they feel rather than what not necessarily the words. So when people are saying things, the the words obviously mean something, but there's an energy behind them. And so I think the way we approach it is very different. So as a spiritual entrepreneur or a transformational entrepreneur, then it's as much about our journey, our own spiritual journey, our own transformational journey, and bringing that to our business. So that is, it's, it's what I do is teach people the practical nuts and bolts of selling, but actually build that on a spiritual foundation so that people can see how their like challenges with selling, their challenges with finding the people to um, buy their services is actually linked um, to something, uh, to a piece within themselves, whether it's an unhealed wound or something like that. So there's very much a correlation between business and spiritual transformation. Mm. So I help people um, have those practical pieces in place and to also recognize where they might not be um, putting themselves out there because of these the spiritual kind of like wounding as it were if that makes sense absolutely um, and yeah completely understand that and being in that transformation space myself and obviously having a a network of um people doing similar things I know that very often therapists healers anyone in that 
sort of transformation space it's almost like it's um a paradox isn't it that if you are somebody that's helping people you're not meant to be able to um make money out of it there's this kind of belief running for some people or you know that sales are murky and you know something that's completely paradoxical paradoxical to the helping people which is so untrue um but i'm sure you must find that and um you know we'll explore that some more with you as to those two trains of thought that people have that are working in that space do, do you find yeah, that with the clients that, yeah that you work with it 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 drives yeah it it drives me crazy um and and it's almost like we can repel the money so feel it's a lot of the people i work with they actually feel guilty about receiving money so they'll charge too less if they do charge a good fee then they tend to over deliver so they put more and more in so they run ragged and actually it stops people it stops you being able to serve at a really deep level so when it comes to transformation it's like you are bringing a uniqueness with what you're selling that you need to be recompensated for that you need to earn a good i hate to use the word earn a living it's like you're it's you are bringing a gift to the world for which you need to be rewarded for and so you need as a spiritual entrepreneur it's kind of like embodying that and recognizing that actually this is really worthy work it's it's the most beautiful worthiest delightful work ever i believe and so it's really important that you kind of like can embody that so actually you can receive a good a good income from it so that you can then serve at a deeper level um once you've because once you're um What's the word like once you have a, a strong financial foundation you actually have more to give so you're mm. actually able to help more people because you're not worried about putting i say putting food on the table um i know people tend not to be in that like quite in that desperate times but there really is a fear around money either it running out or it being um where's it going to come from and mm. i want to kind of like give people the practice because there's some very practical pieces that you can put into place that can transform that and also there's a mindset piece around that trust it's like one of the things i always say is we were given the gift of life so why do we have to earn a living oh um, i love that and it just it's it's to, to knock that on the head because i think as spiritual as women in particular we're caregivers, we're role givers. Our history is not earning money, it's bringing up children, which is unpaid, but arguably the most valuable job in the world. So when we come to give of our gifts, when we're bringing up children, we have someone else supporting us. And so it's it's like, instead of, I don't know, the, the it's, 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 I wanna shift the way we kind of like earn money rather than earn it, it's it's kind of gifted to us by the divine like we're being supported by the divine and so so to try to change that yeah that whole mindset because mm. most women have a hard work story we work way too hard um yes and as you say and, being the nurturer is always looking after everybody else first and feeling like you have to do more than the lion's share to actually earn 
whatever then comes out of it. Yeah, so true. Yeah. And so what brought you to this place of um, working with clients in this way? What's the, tell us a bit about your, your background. <laughs> so I, um, way back, sort of 15, 15 years ago, I was working in sales and marketing, small manufacturing company, loved it, but it wasn't, I think I always dreamed of running my own business. I didn't quite know what to do. Um, my husband and I explored starting a restaurant together um my son our son at the time was two the restaurant fell through and then I actually ended up at a business startup show and went to see some guy speak and he introduced me to Robert Kiyosaki and his rich dad poor dad the kind of like mm. cash, cash flow quadrant talked about a business owner I thought I want to be a business owner and they were actually selling an opportunity to become an accredited business consultant so I'd never done any business consultancy. I didn't feel I had enough knowledge, even though I worked in sales and marketing to be a marketing consultant. But this was an opportunity. They were going to give me all the training and materials to then sell on to clients. So I signed up. <laughs> I still was working full time. I took days off. I worked Saturdays. And within eight weeks, I took on my first client. Like, wow. Oh, and I was earning... Um, about the same amount it was like half a month's salary for like eight hours work mm. this is amazing that, that gave me the confidence to give up my to hand in my notice i negotiated working part-time for a bit and then i stopped working completely and focused my whole time on my business and for the first five years i helped bricks and mortar businesses with their marketing so i worked with plumbers i worked with electricians i worked with people selling windows um, printing like you name it but very much bricks and mortar businesses that i would go and see them in their premises right at the same time i also began a transformational journey and learned about reality life um energy and i started to then sort of go more learn more about and see more people in the coaching world and in, started to integrate that more and more into my business but even then i wasn't making as much money as i wanted and i um started to i i took on mentors to take me to grow my business so I took it to beyond six figures it's like yes so this is kind of like the holy grail of coaching to have a six-figure business I hit it I was made up <laughs> yes I've done it and then it was like oh and now what because that was my goal I didn't have anything over beyond the six figures and right. but the same patterns were still playing out I still had the same fears that I was a fraud that I was going to be found out that even though my turnover had increased, my expenses had increased, I invested massively in coaching to, to kind of like take me there. So personally, I wasn't any better off. So I learned about wealth. I learned about managing money, but that still didn't give me what I was craving. And then I went, I guess you could call it a spiritual journey. I went over to the States on a training program, blew my mind, like totally shifted everything um about spirituality reality oh my goodness i came back it was like the hot it was like I'd, i honestly felt that i'd been thrown up in a washing machine spun around in outer space and like come crashing back down and i kind of had to almost learn to live again and 
it, it was, I just got this sense like there is only God and that we are part of a, like an, un, this, 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 we are part of a divine spiritual story that's unfolding, mm. but living, so I kind of understood it, but had to kind of integrate that into my life. I didn't want to teach sales anymore. I'd had enough. It's like making more money is not going to make you happy. It's mm. not going to give you what you want. It's not going to fill that hole. And so I ditched all my online programs. I stopped teaching sales and marketing. I kind of like took everything back. I still blogged. I still shared my journey. Um, but I'd had enough of sales. And then, I don't know, I kind of like was lost in wilderness for a few years. And then someone suggested I worked um, for someone else in selling. And so I did that and I found myself back in the business world teaching sort of like helping people with sales and I realized that I had such a huge wealth of ex not just knowledge but experience because I'd done pretty much what everyone had done in selling mm -hmm. and a lot of the blueprints and things I found were kind of like gimmicks and what I noticed was people would um I don't know um it, it, it the blueprints wouldn't fit someone's personality but they were trying to squeeze themselves into this kind of like this box yeah and I just wanted to like bin all of these um rules about what you had to do with sales but at the same time I'd broken everything and there are certain things like you need to have a marketing and sales foundational piece and so I I don't know I just I I started to see how I could integrate the spiritual trans like the spiritual awakening I guess you could call it even though it seemed to it wasn't like one moment it like seemed to take forever <laughs> it really is spiritual, <laughs> spiritual awareness and spiritual awakening and integrate that with the sales because I could clearly see that the business side for for spiritual entrepreneurs was so key so I had to integrate that in myself in order to be able to teach it so mm. everything I've ever taught I've had to embody and embrace first and then be able to um I guess also through kind of like me doing it then I'm able to kind of teach it at an even deeper level so I don't know that's kind of probably a long <laughs> a longer version of my um, business history no that's fantastic um, and, and it shows you know that to me just shows pure authenticity you know the fact that you have gone through that journey yourself and you've had to embrace things and see see the the system if you like for what it is you know good bad and indifferent and and understand the impact that even though as you say you you hit that um benchmark that goal that you'd set yourself as a six figure earner but that still didn't fulfill you that still wasn't enough it you know the method of getting there whatever that brought wasn't filling the gap for you and recognizing that in others as well and um and i think what you mentioned about the, the blueprints or whatever it might be out there that people are using and absolutely it's fine if it's worked for you it's worked for you but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody else in the same way because we are all individual unique people with our own as you say personalities our own experiences our own desires aren't we and that's what I love about what what you do you know in terms of helping people recognize yeah. 
who they are and making the sales and marketing work for them, not try to squeeze them into something that worked for somebody else. And what I discovered was what people would present to the outside world, because I've been in a lot of high level masterminds and what people would present to the outside world and what they were feeling and experiencing within themselves were very different. So mm. it's like there's this mask that we put on to present to social media. It's like the happy face that somebody called it the highlight reel. And that was another thing that I wanted to dispel in that it's we as as humans we're here to feel so we need to feel like all the emotions ups downs everything in between and not just happy clappy so I, I I would get really frustrated with what I saw like knowing that what I saw outside wasn't what people were feeling so my benchmark now is how do I feel like is am I is what I'm putting out a true reflection of who I am? And because it feels icky. So when something feels icky, it doesn't get the results. So, and it's not just about feeling good. It's about feeling aligned. Um, mm. So it's something that you, I'm very feely, feely. <laughs> um, I'm not at all visual. So visualizing things just don't kind of like work so much for me, but how I feel, how I feel when I put something out there like that, I know, because that's the only thing you, that's what you can really measure. So when people are wanting to grow their businesses, whether it's to hit six figures, what they're actually after is a certain feeling like this feeling of I've made it of success. And that, doesn't come from hitting the external goal that actually comes from doing the work within and so yeah that's kind of a huge part of like the sacred selling system is to see how the dynamic of how business is constructed actually kind of can hold us back in some ways it kind of stops us because the, the feeling of success is always somewhere in the future at some point in the future whereas actually it's about feeling those feelings now in our day-to-day -day lives and then our business journey unfolds from that. Mm. And so do you want to talk us through um, a bit about this, um, the sacred selling system itself and, and you know, what, what's it's aimed to help people with and to do what the kind of steps of the journey that you'll be taking people on? Um, yeah. So there's eight, pillars and one of the things that I noticed so the I think probably the biggest challenge that people have when it comes to being in business is where do I find the clients it's where can I find the clients who are able to pay me and have the money um, have the money to pay me and want what I've got mm. and so they go on a journey of wanting to get the messaging right um, find those clients and where I come from it's we have to build on the foundational pieces first because once we do that then people will be drawn to you the right clients will be drawn to you so it's kind of like a myth so what we what I do is I take people through a process so it's um, so it's kind of like a mixture of training and a process whereby they look at the um, the foundational pieces that underline the spiritual not so much a practice but what's going on 
um, within their own journey. So we use the sales and we use the marketing as a way to kind of almost benchmark where we are on our own spiritual journey and use the um, the feelings of, I don't know, I guess when you're in a sales, con- like I've had experiences when I've been in a sales conversation with someone really wanting them to buy resonating so well it's like going so well and then you get to the end of you invite them to take the next step you say you've got this program it's this amount of money and they go i'd love to sounds great it's not the right time or i can't afford it and it's like you get slammed by it's like a whack in the, the 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 chest almost it's like oh and it was going so well and you feel this utter disappointment at least that was my experience and so I came to see that this feeling of disappointment was already there. So it was, it was like the, um, the journey that I'd been on was about healing this feeling of disappointment that came about from my dad leaving when I was very little. And so that, that pattern repeated over and over and over, and it played out in my sales conversations. So I would feel hugely disappointed when people said no. It's like, mm. oh, then I'd pick myself up. I've done something wrong in the sales conversation until I started to see oh it's this dynamic that's playing out and every time that happened I still felt the disappointment but I was able to heal it so I was able to heal that wounding from my childhood every time in that sales conversation so what I do in a sacred selling system is show people what um, how their lives to date are actually the foundational pieces were set from when they were very little. And that actually it's, it's repeating in their business as well as their lives. And so take, like showing them how it plays out, out so giving them different examples, showing the, how the myths, um, so there's like myths that play out so we have this idea that when our business is successful it will make us happy now you know that that that's not true that there isn't a piece except often we know it but we're not living it so even though we know that hitting six figures or whatever it is isn't going to give us the happiness we know it's an inner world we still live like that and i remembered like i knew this for like three or four years and then i was on the phone call with a coach and I suddenly got, oh my goodness, I'm still trying to get there. Right. It was huge because I knew it. I'd known it for like three or four years. It wasn't new to me, but I wasn't living it. So the sacred selling system is as much about embodying the spiritual knowing. So the spiritual knowing is that we're all one. There is only God. But we most people I hate saying most people but a lot living that like living breathing that and understanding it are two very different things and so the sacred selling system it kind of like takes you on that journey so we go through looking at like the spiritual foundations myths that we grow up believing we look at you because your unique personality is really important um and what you're bringing to your business so you're you 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 katie and you everybody who's listening is totally unique and so mm. you're bringing flavor to it, only you can no matter what you're selling 
And then that is so important to bring into your marketing. So it's having a marketing system that aligns with you. Um, and then you need to look at like the money piece. So money, our patterns play out in money all the time. Mm. So there's very practical things we can do and good. And they're seeing the patterns that play out. So for me, it was never enough. It didn't matter how, and I saw this, it didn't matter how much I earned, there was never enough. Right. And it didn't matter how much I earned, I was always spending just a little bit more than what I was earning. No matter what, even though I doubled my sales, <laughs> it still <laughs> So I had to shift that pattern. And then once we've got all these foundational pieces in place, then we look at the practical side of the messaging, the actual marketing, the actual, well, what do you like to do? Um, because I like to blog and write, other people might like to video. It's marketing's not rocket science. It's, it's telling people what you have to offer. And then there's a, actually it's the other way around. There's a sales piece first. So we look at the selling, we look at the marketing, um, and I think there is, and then I think I've missed a piece out, but that's basically kind of like that journey so that you have a selling system, a sacred selling system that works, that's aligned to who you are at your core, that's not based on um, tactics and scarcity and all of these things that when you try and implement them, they feel out of alignment. So they feel really icky to implement. Yeah. and you don't need like I've taught all of those tactics and yet when I actually looked at what I did even though I I did do some of them a lot of it I didn't do like I don't go into people's pain because I don't think you need to I'm more um looking at possibility what what is what what is it that you want where are you aiming for what are your dreams and, mm. and looking at that and yeah I guess I'd have people crying in my conversations but I just tapped into like when you kind of get let go of the story that's playing out and you just mm. tap into the divine like anything's possible and magic happens and people will feel that yes Oh, amazing. And um, just going back to where you were saying about the um, sort of seeing your pattern and noticing it, but like you said for yourself, it took you three or four years to actually then embrace it and realize, you know, that you had that moment with your coach when you, it just hit you that, wow, I've known this, but I've still not been doing it or doing anything about it to change things. And I think that's, you know, I sometimes describe it as a bit of a spiral when, you know, um, have similar sort of situations with clients and it's like you you keep coming around the universe will bring you situations or people or events or you know financial situations as um you were mentioning that will just keep bringing it back to you until you fully understand they go okay I really get it now I might have seen it I might have recognized it and thought I knew what was going on but now and it's almost like it gets worse doesn't it it's like that knock gets harder and harder on you each time it comes around to say okay are you still going to put up with this are you still going to tolerate this or are you going to do something about it and it will get tighter and tighter until you go okay I need to seriously do something now and as you said embrace it and do something 
more positive, more helpful <laughs> to change things for you, to be able to step away and look at it objectively and say, okay, this isn't serving me anymore. I need to do something differently. Yeah. And what I found for myself is the, the outer steps, the doing actually, it, it was almost effort. It wasn't quite effortless, but it was, it was kind of like the logical next step. So there wasn't a, right, I need to like take action. It just happened. Things would just disappear. Like for me anyway, things would disappear. It was like what I was grappling with once I saw it, seen it, they almost dropped away. Once I'd seen it, was able to laugh at it. <laughs> not be like, oh my goodness, this is happening again. And I just laugh. It was, um, so one of the things I teach is like, we are not, we are not in control there's a divine um there's a divine plan for all of us and we had some money to invest and it had been sat as cash for like four months and we it was like right i have to do something right we have to invest this money i was quite bullish about it and so it was like we chose the investment the funds that we wanted to invest it in invested it Two days later, 48 hours later, the stock market crashed. It like took a nosedive. That money we'd invested just went tanked like by 10 or 20%. Mm. And I laughed. I did learn you shouldn't do that. You should drip feed it in. So I learned a valuable lesson in investing. But in, like everyone was panicking. So I was a member of a wealth group and people, oh my goodness, what do I do? And I just laughed because I just thought, okay, if I needed another lesson that we're not in control, then this is it. Mm. And, um, and the same thing now with um, as, like with the COVID-19, that this, the economy's kind of crashed and stock markets have gone down and we've lost income. It's just, I just know that, actually it will come up again so there isn't the fear i don't experience i know there's a lot of fear around um but when you have total trust i guess in the, in the divine that, that you just know that actually whatever happens everything's going to be okay i'm just not saying that everything's going to be enjoyable or not heartbreaking or any of that but there is a trust there yeah that's um, such a big thing to have isn't it to yeah, be able to, to yeah. trust in, in in the divine in source whatever people you know choose to call it for themselves and um yeah that's so true so so i love everything that you've just shared there melina in terms of um <laughs> that sacred selling system and how you came to put that together you know from all of your experience personally and with clients as well so who would you say it's designed for who would benefit the most from it you know the, the kind of people business the where they might be right now in their business journey i think um it's you're on a spiritual journey so you recognize that you're on a spiritual path and you can sense there is a um a connection between your business and your spiritual journey and maybe you're actually selling transformation um and i guess that's the yeah that that will support people that would yeah that that will help people help people who are actually selling transformation but even if what you're selling isn't 
transformation. It's you yourself are on a spiritual path. So it's seeing how aligned your business is with the spiritual journey. So you must be on a spiritual journey yourself. Mm. Um, otherwise, you won't resonate with anything that I've said. Um, and wanting to, there'll be a strong calling to make a difference. And I think that's probably it. It's like being on a spiritual path and wanting to make a difference in the world because everything will come in the, the, the trainings. The right. teachings is around you have to make a difference in your own life and then that trickles out elsewhere. Mm. So making, like they say, when they you put your own oxygen mask on first, don't you? It's the same Absolutely. with your business. It's looking after your number one. So one of the keys is, um, yeah, I guess... For, it's for people who doubt themselves, who feel like there's never enough, who um, there's just this sense like, oh, when am I ever gonna get there? Um, it will help. It will help you in that instance. Or if you're struggling to get your business off the ground and you don't know why, um, you might be putting everything else into place first. Great. So. Um... The Sacred Selling System, that's an online program, is it, Melina? It, yes, it is. So it's um, eight pillars that consist of it. So every week you'll get access to a new pillar. And so you can go through it at your own time. If you need longer, it's totally fine. You get lifetime access to it. And every week you have an opportunity to ask me questions. So you send that in and I'll record an audio of your question and anybody else's question that relates to that pillar. So you're kind of doing it alone, but not alone. And then twice a year, and I love this bit, we're going to be, we're going to go through it as a group. So anybody who's um, bought the program up until then will have an opportunity to do it as part of a group, because with this, it's not so much about, um, uh, just learning a system, it's integration. So it's embodying it. So each time you do it, you go deeper. So there's more magic can happen. So you have, so as long as I'm doing it, you have access to, to that as well. So I'm super excited. It's like taken a long time for me to really um, embrace everything about my, my life and my training and my teaching into this program. Mm. and I've structured it in a way that kind of like gives the best of both it means that you're not doing it with just like a one or two people um as I'm launching it but it's um you have the support my one-to-one -one support and you have the opportunity to go through it as a group as well so yeah it's uh, gonna be awesome Excellent. and what I love about it it's that I want it to be available when it's when you're ready for it. A lot of marketing is based on scarcity. Buy now. There's a discount. If you don't buy now, you're going to miss out. I hate that with a vengeance. And um, I remember um, just quickly, I came off a sales call. It was the most awful call I'd ever done. I tried to persuade this poor woman to buy and I was really pushy and I got off and she didn't buy and I hated myself for it. I did everything it was like horrid 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 <laughs> and I got off this program this call and thought okay I need to do this I'd read a book by um, a guy called Robert Scheinfeld and I'd read this book and he was doing an online program and I just thought okay now it's time to do it and I went to his site 
I did actually speak to someone, but I bought into that program. It was like when I was ready mm. and that's what I want for others. It's not about you've got to buy it now or else because you just don't do the work when you do that. So that's what I'm so excited no. about. No, that's great. Particular. I love that as well. Yeah. So as you say, when people feel the calling, when it's, when it's ready for them, it's there to be done and at, at their own pace but still get the benefit of um, not even just having their own questions answered, but you learn so much from the questions other people are asking as well, don't you? So you, you're hearing that fed back each week. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, um, and all the details of um, how people can find that system, find more details and sign up for it. If it's, you know, um, what they're looking for will be um, in the show notes, obviously from today's um, podcast and links to your site and um and any social media that you have so um i just wanted to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing with us your story your spiritual um transformation and just how you can help other women who are you know finding themselves in a similar place having those doubts maybe hitting their heads against a bit wall as to why mm. things aren't quite going as they would want them to or they feel they should because they're putting in the efforts and um applying all the, the plans and different steps but not not getting what they want out of it so i think there'll be lots of women who um could really benefit from hearing your story and you know working with you as well so thank you so much melina thank you katie it's been utter utter delight to talk to oh. you oh. um real privilege to be on the show thank you for having me thank you and uh there's your first podcast interview done, done. <laughs> and i'm on it <laughs> oh, the first one to join you on it <laughs> well, i can't wait to share it when it comes out so oh, yeah fantastic fun talking it's always great talking to you and this has been extra special so same here you. and we've said before haven't we? we we can talk for hours so if anything for us we just need to keep an eye on on the time and that's about it and we, <laughs> and we could talk forever couldn't we <laughs> yeah, oh thank you so much melina and um See you again soon, no doubt. Thank you. Bye.